You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. WebmasterRadio.fm proudly presents the longest-running program on affiliate marketing. Welcome to Affiliate Buzz. Our hosts, James and Arlene Martell, are here to inspire, inform, and motivate you with expert insight, interviews, and information that will increase your bottom line. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Now, please welcome James and Arlene. Yes, it's James Martell here, and welcome to edition number 489 of the Affiliate Buzz, where we've been keeping affiliates inspired, informed, and motivated to succeed with affiliate programs since way back in 2003. If you happen to be joining us here today live on Webmaster Radio, it's great to have you with us. If you happen to be joining us through a podcast on your smartphone, tablet, computer, or maybe your Wi-Fi radio, a very special welcome to you as well. Arlene is away today, however, not to worry, I'm here with Mark Doust, founder and president of QuietLightBrokerage.com, a leading voice and authority in the emerging niche of selling and buying profitable websites. Today, Mark can look back over 600 plus websites sold over and over 100 million in total transactional value. And today we're gonna to talk with Mark about how to build an online business you can sell for six to seven figures. And we're going to talk about the world of selling and buying websites. Now, before Mark joins us, just a quick reminder that if you would love to wake up in the morning to an email from your virtual assistant telling you your blog and social media has been updated, your email newsletter is ready to go, your YouTube channel has grown by 67 new subscribers overnight, and you've made 10 new sales for a total commission of 500 bucks, if that sounds like a good start to your day and you're not quite there yet, I do recommend grabbing up my brand new third edition Outsourcing Essentials course where I share with you the secrets to building your business by leveraging low-cost freelance talent to explode your profits. In this course, I'll share with you exactly what I've learned over the last 15 years outsourcing more than 1,600 projects to Relance Upwork and working directly with over 500 freelancers. So if you haven't yet mastered the art of outsourcing, you can learn more and get the first uh, two lessons for free at jamesmartell.com forward slash courses. Now, Mark is uh, the founder and president again of Quiet Light. And after selling an online publication that he built, which boasted over 220,000 subscribers, uh, Mark is a frequent speaker at conferences and a guest contributor to 
publications such as Entrepreneur, Forbes Inc., Huffington Post, among others. He's also the host of the Quiet Light podcast. Mark, welcome to the Affiliate Buzz. Thanks for having me here. Hey, it's great to have you on board. And I thought, you know, a great way to kick this off, uh, because I know this is a very popular topic, and I know my listeners will just love to hear what you have to say on this. What 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 led you into the field of, of selling and buying websites? Uh, well, what really led me is the experience of doing it myself and, and uh, selling that initial uh, newsletter subscription business that I had. Um, that was a long time ago now. That was what, about a dozen years ago or so. And, you know, I started that and I, I, I built it up and uh, as a young entrepreneur decided that it would be uh, nice to put the feather in my cap of selling a business. And, and so I went through the process of selling and I said that uh, those words that I think um, so many entrepreneurs say, which is um, how hard could it be to actually do what these guys are doing? <laughs> I looked at the, uh, the broker that helped me and thought, man, he's taking 10% of uh, all of my hard work here uh, just to yeah. sell the business. I should try doing that. It seems like it's pretty easy. Um, turns out it's harder than it looks. <laughs> but uh, that's that's really uh, when I first started thinking about uh, getting into the brokering space. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Would you uh, kind of tee, tee up what we're going to talk about here today? We're going to talk about how to build an online business you can sell for six to seven figures. Give us, uh, give us a little flavor of what we're going to chat about. Sure. So I, I know a lot of entrepreneurs have that goal in mind, right? They they uh, like the idea or uh, people uh, have this vision of building a business that uh, is good enough that they could sell it for six or seven or even eight figures. Um, but how do you get there? What are the attributes um, required to sell a business for that much money? What do buyers look for? Who's buying these types of businesses? Uh, and what are the steps that somebody can take practically in order to, to uh, get to that sort of an exit point. So we can talk about uh, these uh, steps, these attributes, and try and answer some of these common questions people have. So let's do that. Let's start right, if we could, let's start right there. So what do, uh, what are the steps? How does somebody that's maybe, maybe they have an existing site or an existing online business, or maybe they're brand new, who do you typically deal with, either or? or? Yeah, so this is probably not going to be too much of a shocker for for anybody. But when we hear about acquisitions, we often hear about um, acquisitions in the in the headlines, right? Uh, Google buys some unknown company for gobs of money, yeah. uh, and you know we get sort of this romanticized version of these acquisitions. Well, those are really kind of um, on the fringe of the acquisitions market of uh, where businesses are really being bought and sold. Um, there's a very large active marketplace of businesses being bought and sold every single day, uh, again, in that five, six, seven, and eight-figure range. Uh, and most of these businesses are businesses that have some history behind them. They've been built. They're profitable. They're making money. And the buyers are, depending on the size of the business, they're, the buyer is looking to either continue what somebody has built or grow it and add it on to their existing operations. So the first quality that, that uh, we really need to talk about here is um, – is the business established and is it making money? And this is really the first step and the first ingredient you really need to have. The exception would be if you really are building something groundbreaking and, and kind of changing uh, an entire industry with some uh, unique software or uh, one of these really uh, kind of fringe cases. But uh, th those really are uh, outliers within the acquisition markets. Um, the vast majority of deals that are done are, are done in the marketplace. Uh, they're done based off uh, somebody building a good, 
sustainable, profitable business. I think probably everybody's familiar with either the Dragon's Den or Shark Tank. And Kevin, who is uh, one of the one of the sharks, always asks, and the only thing he seems to care about is how much are you selling and how much money are you making, and he bases everything on that. So you'd mentioned, uh, is it established? Is it making money? So what does somebody need to know? Maybe they're, they're into their business now. I would imagine there's a lot of things you have to have in place to be able to to prepare in order to sell your business. So what are some of those steps? Some of those, I think you call them qualities. You talked about the first quality. Yeah. So uh, what what I would say, it, if people want to understand what a business might be worth, let's let's take a step back, and I will give uh, everybody a, a nice framework that we use here, and, and we guide our clients uh, through all the time in order to uh, b- make their businesses more sellable, whether it be one, two, three, or four years down the road. Um, first things first, though, you need to understand how most online businesses are valued, uh, and most online businesses are valued as a multiple of their earnings. And when we talk about earnings, we're not talking about the total revenue. We're talking about uh, the amount of total owner benefits. So what is your income? And remove you know, those, those funny accounting expenses that your, your accountant's going to put in there, such as uh, depreciation or amortization, you know, these things that are used to reduce your taxable income. We want to know what's the owner's benefit from owning this business. And that's the earnings that we're looking at. And then that number gets multiplied. So the first thing that we really need to look at when you are analyzing your business is, do you have a good, healthy owner's benefit? Um, is that is that solid, or do you have a lot of fluff built into your business as well? Um, so that'd be the first thing that I would I would guide people to do, and just understand how that that works. And it's funny that you bring up Shark Tank and and uh, <laughs> the fact that they focus so much on the earnings. When I talk to clients. Sometimes they think that we're hyper-focused on earnings and that we're really, really uh, ignoring the other aspects of the business. We're not. We're not ignoring those things at all. Uh, but the fact of the matter is people buy a business because they want a return on investment. And the easiest way to really calculate that return on investment is to look at what a business is currently earning and what it's done in the past and then be able to project out what it could realistically do in the near future. So those earnings are, are super crucial. Uh, but outside of the earnings... Um, I, I tell people to focus on four main keys, and I, I call them the four pillars uh, of value for an online business. And these four pillars are risk, growth, transferability, and documentation. And there's literally dozens and dozens of factors that I'm going to look at or a buyer's going to look at when they're evaluating how much a business is worth, but they can all fit neatly into one of these four pillars. Right, and so if it's okay with you, uh, James, I, I can run through these pretty quickly yeah, here yeah, um, for do. your listeners. Yeah, all right. So, so risk is uh, pretty uh, obviously. We all know what risk is with our business. Um, why is it important? Well, keeping in mind that most buyers are buying because they want a solid return on investment. They want to get something back for their investment. No, no one's doing this to waste money. Um, they need to take a look at what could potentially hurt the business or kill the business. Online businesses are fantastic in a lot of ways. The one area where there's a lot of risk is if the business or if the revenue disappears, there's often very little value to that sort of business, right? If, if you have an online business that doesn't make any money, uh, how, how valuable is that really? It's, it's just a bunch of code at that point. So buyers are going to look at this and they're going to look at what could potentially destroy this business. Uh, as a business owner, or what you should be looking at would be single points of failure uh, in your business. So are you relying only on, uh, say, search engine traffic? Yeah. Are all of your revenues built up on Amazon? Um, I dealt with a client a few years ago that built their entire business 
on Facebook's organic reach uh, that you could have if you start, set up a page on Facebook and all the fans that you could get and how much business you could do just with the organic reach on Facebook. We know today it's a completely different world with Facebook, right? So that was a single point of failure for his business where he built an entire business off of Facebook's platform, Facebook changed, and it completely changed the, the structure of his business and the ability for, for it to move forward. So take a look at single points of failure. Um, also take a look at whether or not you're dependent uh, on another company. In, in that case, that was also a dependency. Um, but another example I've, I've often given is um, online businesses that sell like Twitter followers or Facebook fans. These are not sustainable businesses long-term because they depend really on the success or relevancy of another website. Uh, to be successful, and good, um, good, and, and, and I'm going to say, and goodness knows, we know things change a lot. Google algorithm, <laughs> Facebook just notoriously changed their algorithm again. Everybody's scrambling, and that could really devastate a business as uh, you know if they're completely reliant on that. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing this for ten years, and I've seen. Uh, well, yeah, I think it was probably year one. All of a sudden, I saw all these sites coming up uh, to us for sale, all these business owners trying to sell their MySpace wallpaper websites. That used <laughs> to be a thing, right? And that, was, that was 10 years ago. It, you know, it's actually not that long ago that MySpace was actually relevant. Uh, and then what was it, uh, uh, 2009, 2010, 2011, when we started seeing all the search engine upheaval uh, with Panda, Penguin updates, these, these things absolutely obliterated sites that were uh, reliant on that. So look at those things for sure in your business and really do, do a thorough analysis. You know, and take a look at your vendors. Um, are you relying on one vendor for your business? And is there another vendor? If, if you sell products, for example, is there another vendor? Do you have one employee or one person uh, doing all the coding on your website? Uh, and if what happens if they get hit by a bus? Um, I actually worked with a business owner who did have one developer and that developer died in a tragic accident. You know, obviously the greater tragedy is somebody's death, but there's a ripple effect there. Uh, he yeah. was left in a situation where he didn't know what to do. He didn't even know how to access his own servers uh, because it was all in this one developer's head. Um, so, and that's and I was, that yeah, I was going to say, and that, that's just a few areas of risk. And I'm sure you look at uh, many others. Let's uh, let's do this. I got I'm up against the clock. I got to take a quick break. But when we get back, let's continue on to talk about growth. You mentioned transferability and a few other things. So, so let's do that. Uh, now I'm here with Mark Dost, the founder of QuietLightBrokerage.com. And after a real quick break, I'm going to ask Mark to continue on with the uh, the four elements of his framework and then i'm going to ask him to uh, share a few of his favorite deals over the past 10 years as well that and uh hopefully a lot more right after a quick break more affiliate buzz coming up after we hear from our sponsors are you looking for the best in wordpress speed security and scalability wp engine is a digital experience platform for wordpress powering digital experiences for large brands around the world with easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, 
So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. St. Jude continues to advance by increasing cure rates in childhood cancer. And donors are important to us because you get the feeling that you have a team behind you. When it comes to research and advancements, there are some things that only we can do because we have the resources and we have the focus. And so if St. Jude doesn't do it, who will? St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Your virtual webmaster frat house. Webmasterradio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. Webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Time now to hear some more affiliate buzz on Webmasterradio.fm. Here's James and Arlene. Arlene is away today. However, I'm here with Mark Dose, founder and president of the Quiet Light Brokerage at quietlightbrokerage.com. Now, Mark, you covered off some areas of risk. Let's jump into, I think, number two was growth. Yeah, that, that, that's right. And uh, you keep me moving along, James, if I uh, uh, get too uh, long on a single point. Like I said, there's lots of things that can go under each of these pillars. You bet. You um, bet. Yeah, all right. So growth. Um, again, this is really kind of a no-brainer if you think about it. Um, buyers are interested in uh, in a good return on investment. So if you're able to show a potential buyer that the business can grow under them and how it can grow, uh, that's going to be really appealing uh, for any potential buyer. Now, there's a trick here, though, and that is distinguishing potential from uh, opportunities for growth or legitimate growth paths. And the difference is, is pretty simple. It's the practicality of that, that uh, potential growth. Um, buyers, especially people who have been looking uh, for quite a while, hear this all the time. They hear uh, sellers tell them just how much, quote-unquote, potential their business has. And then they say, if somebody only does this or somebody does that, if you apply more marketing dollars, uh, and really it boils down to kind of a pie-in-the-sky sort of dreaming or wishing without any real substance behind it. Uh, what you need to show is you need to show just a, a real path towards growth adding more products or adding the service and feature that you haven't gotten around to doing yet. And then you have to answer the question, why haven't you done it yet? And those questions have to have good, solid explanations and stories behind them for a buyer to really be intrigued by it. Uh, the exception to all this would be your past history. Uh, if you're showing steady growth over the past uh, two or three years, that's obviously a really good sign of, uh, of a, a business that's in a growth pattern, and that's going to be super appealing. So getting that trend right is extremely important. Uh, when I look at a business and evaluate it, the first thing I ask is how much money is it making? You know, try and get a sense for that. The second question I ask is what's the trend? Uh, because that affects both that risk and that growth pillar uh, significantly. So just to recap, know the difference between potential and growth paths or opportunities for growth. Understand that potential is this kind of blue sky sort of stuff uh, that isn't taken seriously. And then take a look at your trend and try and get your timing right too many people sell when it's too late, when their, their trend is going down. Mm-hmm. Um, the third p- uh, pillar out of these four, so we've had uh, risk, we've had growth. The th- uh, third is transferability. And really, you can kind of nuzzle this under risk if you wanted, uh, but it's so important that we break it out into its own pillar. And that is to make sure that somebody can step into your business 
from day one without negatively impacting the business. What we're really trying to protect against here is key man risk. Are you so key to your business that it's going to fail without you? An example I like to use would be a blogger who blogs every day. You can't sell a blog because you can't sell you. If you're the personality behind your business, not going to work. So focus on, on making the business transferable. What people can do to make their businesses more valuable, and this does impact the value, is record SOPs, standard operating procedures for how things are done in your business. Really focus on that. Make the, your, your business run so that you're working on the business, not in the business. The more you do that and the more documentation you set up uh, for SOPs, it actually has a positive impact on the value of your business uh, because it just becomes an easier proposition for potential buyers uh, to come into uh, the business and, and run it from day one. And it reduces the perceived risk and allows them to go after that growth right away. Okay, last pillar. It probably sounds like the most boring pillar. It really is, but it's 100% in, in uh, everybody's control. And it has a significant impact on value. And that is the quality of your documentation. First, your financial records. You need to be keeping good books. And uh, if I were writing this out, I would put this in bold and capital letters. Excel is not accounting software. You should not be using uh, Excel to keep your books. Get on professional accounting software. Zero is my favorite. QuickBooks would be second. Uh, But use something that works for you that's professional. Hire a bookkeeper if you don't want to learn how to do it on your own, but have clean books. Keep them separated. Don't commingle businesses together. Get your personal expenses out there. And I'll I'll tell you, it, it baffles me all the time that with online businesses, we're data driven, but we completely ignore the most important data, which is the revenue and the expenses. Um, it's a really good thing to keep track of just from a business standpoint. So document that stuff. Make sure you're documenting the other things as well, such as the SOPs or contracts or agreements that you have with people. Keep that documentation nice and clean. Uh, and you can actually add a lot of value if you're able to present a buyer with very clean books, very clean documentation, a diagram of your business, uh, and and uh, they can look at it and say, this business is just well buttoned up. It, it makes it a lot easier uh, to actually transition out uh, and for that buyer to transition in. That's great. That's great. So, and we're talking about how to build an online business you can sell uh, for six to seven figures. And of course, in this particular case, you're talking about the four pillars. And that's what you're looking at when you're evaluating a a online business to purchase, but obviously you, you flip this over as business owners who are, are looking to to build that website or build that online business. And I should say online business, not website. Uh, for the six to seven figures, this these are also the same pillars I would guess that you're recommending to anybody who's looking to uh, position themselves for sale. Yeah, absolutely. This is what, uh, if you're looking to position yourself for sale, you know, take these four pillars, analyze your business under these four pillars. Understand, first of all, your revenue and your earnings drive the valuation, but these four pillars will drive the multiple you get. And so I, I started out by saying uh, the owner's benefit that you get, so that the earnings that you receive on an annual basis from your, your business, that number is going to be multiplied by some number. And how well you do in each of these four pillars determines what sort of multiple that you get or it influences the multiple that you get on your business. The better you do, the higher the multiple, the worse you do, the lower the multiple down to the point where it could become unsellable. So these four pillars are are the lens that you can use when you're evaluating your business. And if you're looking to prepare your business for sale, you want to exit in one or two or three years, 
um, understand that it takes a good 12 to 18 months to really prepare your business for sale if you are not scoring well in all of these categories. So you're going to want to uh, prepare uh, your business as well and make sure that, that you're well prepared for that day that you do decide to sell. The great part about this is even if you don't think you're going to sell, even if that's not in your plans, but you still go through this exercise, you're going to end up with a great business to own as well. So th this is really just good practical business advice, whether or not you want to sell. Now I'm here with Mike Dowse, the founder and president of QuietLightBrokerage.com. After a real quick break, I'm going to ask Mark to uh, tell us a little bit about his podcast, where you can obviously learn more about what Mark does and the services that he also offers. We'll do that right after a real quick break. More affiliate buzz coming up after we hear from our sponsors. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Catholic Charities is committed to providing life's basic needs. We thank you for bringing us all here today, letting these people understand how Catholic Charities runs and how important these people are. And we ask you to guide them, to protect them, and keep them here forever because this community needs them. Visit www.catholiccharitiesusa.org to learn. A more refreshing kind of talk radio. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Time now to hear some more affiliate buzz on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's James and Arlene. Again, Arlene is away today. However, I'm here with Mark Doust, founder and president of Quiet Light Brokerage. Now, we've got about three minutes left, uh, and I was going to ask you before the break uh, to share a few of your favorite deals over the over your past 10 years, but we, we're going to be out of short on time, so why don't you share one of them? Do you have one that comes to mind, one that really stands out? Yeah, you know, the, the one that stands out would be one that I did uh, probably about a year and a half ago now, uh, and what, what really was enjoyable about, the, about this deal was just the, the buyer and the seller themselves. Uh, starting on the sell side, uh, it was a woman that I worked with who was um, just extremely organized, and, and it made the process so much easier for her, for the buyer, uh, for, for me as well, if I could be selfish uh, about that. Uh, and it really helped me see just how much value being organized in that, that process uh, can add. She ended up getting a great deal on her business, more than what the market would have normally paid for a business like hers. Uh, and I think that was largely because um, she was organized. We actually private shopped the business as well. We only approached uh, 10 buyers privately about it, and we actually got offers from three of them because it was so well buttoned up. And on the flip side, the buyer was just one of the nicest, most reasonable people I've dealt with as well. Um, and at the end of the day, we were able to get her a seven-figure exit. Uh, we were able to get him a great business that uh, uh, is one of the, the nicer ones I've seen over the years. Uh, and uh, both ended up uh, doing really well with the acquisition. And of course, that's that's the goal, right? The, the goal for us is to, to uh, hopefully give a buyer a great business to own and, and help one of our clients 
uh, get a really good deal for the business. So I can't say what the site is. We're, we're always held by confidentiality, but it was in the home improvement space, uh, an e-commerce business that uh, that she had bought for a pretty small amount of money and, and grew up into a seven-figure business. And that's that's always a great uh, success story to watch. You bet. You bet. I bet it would be. What uh, What's... Uh... What would people find on, I, I actually know the answer to this because I had a good poke around, but uh, what would people find on your website? Uh, on our website, you can find what businesses we currently have for sale. You can request a free valuation. And I recommend if, if you're even thinking about this, reach out to us. We, we don't charge for this. It's uh, something that we provide for free just to get to know uh, who you are and, and tell you a little bit about who we are. We'll tell you what, uh, where your business is and what you might need to work on to increase its value. And then we've got tons of resources on the site as well, videos, uh, and we uh, recently started a podcast back in October, and we're talking to our previous clients. Uh, we're talking to buyers. We're talking to experts in the industry uh, and really kind of getting into the weeds on some of these issues. Um, so really content-rich. Uh, we have a blog, which uh, I did a lot of blogging for a while, so some um, uh, really in-depth articles and pieces on how to buy a business, how to get funding for a business. Uh, pretty much any uh, question that you might have uh, should be on the site. So lots of good resources. That's at quietlightbrokers.com. And if you want to subscribe to our podcast, you can find us at the Quiet Light Podcast on iTunes or Stitcher uh, or Google Play. That's wonderful. Well, Mark, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. You shared just a wealth of information. And again, Mark's website is quietlightbrokerage.com. Mark, thanks again. Thanks for having me. And to our listeners, uh, I can see we are out of time. Keep in mind, as usual, we do keep all the notes for you here. If there's something you'd like to review that Mark shared or maybe something you missed, we do keep them, and you'll find the show notes for this particular episode at jamesmartell.com forward slash AB489. The final reminder that if you'd like to be alerted each week to new episodes, I do, as always, invite you to subscribe to the Affiliate Buzz. And if you haven't done so yet, uh, why don't you open up an email and send a blank email right now to affiliate underscore buzz at aweber.com, affiliate underscore buzz at aweber.com. We'd love to have you. Mark, thanks again. And to our listeners, thanks for listening to another edition of the Affiliate Buzz. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.